Hello, I'm Andy Vinker, and this is Fit Pro Radio. Whether you're a fitness veteran or novice, this podcast will enable you to grow your personal confidence, serve class members effectively, and market yourself to grow your classes. With over a decade of experience, I hope to share the good, the bad, and the real to help you fast-track your career and help you find fulfillment and passion in the fitness industry. Hello, you guys. Today, we are digging straight into the meat. We are going to be talking about what it takes to get hired. There are a lot of assumptions around getting your your first certification that you're like, I've, I've, I've arrived. I did the certification. I've done the hard work. Now get me a job. <laughs> it's always important to remember, just like when you're fresh out of college, it's really, really hard to get the job of your dreams right off the bat or like the day after you, you graduate, right? It's not that it's not possible. It's just that it takes elbow grease. It takes work. It takes creating experience and it takes more work beyond the paper. So today we're going to get into that and kind of talk about what it looks like to get certified. Well, we've talked about the process of getting certified in the last episode. Make sure you check that out. But we're going to be talking today about how to get hired. Um, And just so you know, like this is a lot of this is going to come from my own perspective. For those of you who don't know, I am a fitness director at my local facility in Pleasant Grove, Utah. It's been super, super fun. But I want to share with you honestly, my experience in hiring other instructors, and then also my experience in getting hired as an instructor for several gyms over the years. I'm going to share the do's and the don'ts and like be really, really honest with you here because these are the things that no one tells you because I see it every day in my applicants. (laughs) So I want to share these things with you. Um, hopefully this comes off in a positive way and hopefully it's a productive conversation so that way you can take this information and apply it and hopefully learn something from this as you go forward in trying to find jobs out in the fitness world. So let's get into it. So I first want to get into the first point of contact. Something that you need to know is that the first point of contact begins your, your application process. So let's talk about the do's. Definitely send an email or a call or make a call to the actual facility that you're applying at. And really quick side note, make sure it's a facility that you've actually been to. (laughs) Here's, which will lead us and segue into the don'ts. If you have never been to a facility, it's going to be really, really hard to get a job there. It's kind of like walking in and being like, hey, I've never been here before. I have no idea what it looks like. I have no idea the people or the vibe, but I would like to work for you and definitely get a class. Like it, it's kind of (laughs) weird if we're going to be honest. It's kind of weird. And it's also uncomfortable as like me, for me in my position, my job is to find the best instructors for that will fit our team as well as provide the best workouts and environment for our community. Um, and that's, that's the way it is in any gym, whether the director is focused on the community, the members, the clients, or their team, it's always the same principle. So if you don't know anything about the facility, take a second to educate yourself first. Go experience the classes. Don't ask immediately like for a job or how to get hired. Go and fully experience it as a student. And then... After you're familiar with what the vibe is, then decide if this is a facility you should be reaching out to. Does that make sense? Um, so then 
Let's talk about the next thing, how to contact. I've briefly mentioned the best thing you can do is email or call. I cannot tell you how many DMs I get on Instagram. Hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm super excited. I just certified for whatever fitness it might be um, like two weeks ago, and I'd love to have a class at your facility. Like immediately, my guard kind of goes up and I get a little put off by the idea of, wow, (laughs) congratulations, you're brand new, you have no idea who you are, and you are here already asking for a class, don't do it. But then also don't DM. At least, and I know for me, and this is me speaking for me, I fully believe in boundaries, and I am fully, uh, and I try really hard to be as professional as I can. And when I'm getting messages on Instagram asking for a job, it just doesn't really fly with me personally, because then that I think already kind of breaks through any boundaries that I, I try to set for myself in work. Um, I'm very, I'm very, let's see, how do I say this? Work is really important to me. And so when it comes to when people asking for a job via Instagram, it doesn't really look like it's as important to them or that they don't value my work as much as I do. Does that make sense? And the thing is that I know that no people like people don't have that intention when they send a DM inquiring about a job. So let me share with you a better way to reach out if you if you know that like the the director is on Instagram and you follow them and you're like, "Oh, they seem so cool." Here's a better approach. Hi, my name is Andy. I'm a such and such instructor. And I would really love to know more about your facility or maybe apply. Can you send me an email? That would be a great place to reach you. Already, this is a different conversation. (laughs) Like, I love it already so much. It shows a respect for boundaries and it shows a respect that like me, this is Instagram. This isn't like not a professional space. And I'm going to give you space that when you are on the clock and you are working, you can reach my information. And if this is already a good vibe for you, awesome, let's take it from there. But it's not coming into my DMs asking for a job right off the bat. Does that make sense? I hope that you can see that that difference. Um, and because it is important, it's always important to present yourself and have that first impression be a good one. And you don't want that first impression to be ruined by the fact that we just like reached out, assumed a job was ours via Instagram. Not cool. <laughs> Keep it professional. Present your best self by by asking like, what is the best way that I can contact you? Should I call the facility? Or if you are sending a DM to the facility, just be like, hey, who is your fitness director and what is the best way to reach out to them? That's it. Just keep it simple and let all the work and like professionalism continue via email or calling the facility and leaving a message. Now let's talk about messages. I know you're like, no, this is so much to think about. I know, take notes. Just kidding, I'll put it in the show notes too. But let's talk about making a call. Something else that I get a lot is, excuse me, I'm here to drink, hydrate. Um, I get calls a lot that go like this. Hi, I'm Andy. I'm a brand new fitness instructor. I got certified last week. And I was just calling to see if you have any space on your schedule that I could add a class. Thanks so much. My phone number is this. And I'll talk to you soon what? (laughs) Tell me, tell me if you heard like the no, no in that, that little conversation or that message. For those of you who know right off the bat, awesome. High five. For those of you who didn't maybe pick it up and you're like, I do that all the time. I don't get it. (laughs) 
let me tell you, let's get curious. Um, we'll learn together here. The biggest thing that when I, I, at least again, this is just me speaking for me. When I hear a message like that, all I feel is entitlement bleeding through these words, which is a really strong word, I know. Um, but that's just, that's the impression that I got get. Presumptuous is also a word that comes to mind. I don't know if that's the right one for this context, but that's what it feels like, probably. Someone look it up. But when I get a call like that saying, you know, I'm a brand new instructor, how can I get on, or like, I'm ready for a class on your schedule, I get a lot of questions. First, again, have you ever been here? Second, who are you? <laughs> and third, what gives you the right? Just kidding. But kind of, I start getting a lot of questions and I almost get turned off by the idea of why are you asking for a class if, if you have no idea how things go here, if you've never met me, why would you assume that you get a class? Why wouldn't you assume that there's a process to get a class? For those of you who are newer instructors, just know that when you get that first class, especially at an established facility, it is a big deal. There are instructors that will wait like six months to several years to get their own class on the schedule. There was one gym that I applied for. I wanted a job there so bad. Guess how long I applied before I was even considered for an audition. Not a class, an audition. Wait for it. Two years. Two years. And I, by this, by that time, I had a lot of experience and I was well established, but I wanted to work so badly at this gym and they wouldn't even see me for two years. And so it's really hard for me where I've come from and I've had to work for everything and every class that I've ever gotten to immediately hear an instructor on a phone message saying, Hey, can I get on your schedule? That is almost offensive. <laughs> this sounds a little bit dramatic, but I just want you to like realize like the gravitas that happens when it comes to language. The language that we use matters. This point and this impression matter. And so when you are trying to reach out to a facility, I want to invite you to change your language. If that's a message that you've left in the past, it's okay. Look at it, learn from it, and then try this. Hi, my name is Andy. Um, I am a fitness instructor and I would love to know what the application process looks like to be part of your team. I love your facility. I've gone to this, this, this class and I just love the way and the, you know, the environment there. And I would love to know more about what it's like to apply to be on your team. When you have a minute, please call me back or email me. You can reach me here, here, here. Immediately, this is a different conversation, Right. We went from, hey, give me a class, <laughs> to, hey, I'm a team player, and I love the environment in your facility, and I want to be a part of it. I know, and it, even like in so many words, like you already get the vibe of, I know this is going to be a process. I'm not looking to be a star or a diva. I just want to be a team player, and I want to work my way into your facility. I want to work my way into the hearts of your community. I want to work my way to being the best instructor possible. And I would love to do it with your team. That's the impression that we get when the language is different. When the language is changed to, hey, I would love to know more about being part of your team. I know for me, I'm very protective of or that and I'm very strong in my hiring process. Um, I require at least 
two certifications, which we'll go on to talk about in a minute. I also expect a lot from my instructors and substitutes. Like at my facility, when you are hired, you're hired on as a substitute. It is extremely rare, and when I say extremely rare, I mean it hasn't happened, that someone gets hired and gets a class immediately. There has to be a lot of work. There has to be a lot of demonstration of showing up for everybody. When someone needs a sub, like I can't tell you how amazing it's been because at my facility, the expectation is so high. Like If you are a substitute, you're going to substitute. And if you would like an opportunity to teach on the schedule, I need to see that you can show up for the team that is on the schedule. And when the opportunity shows up, you are in the forefront of my mind because you showed up. You showed up to the staff meetings. You showed up for other team members. You're a team player. You're excited to be there. You're optimistic and and helpful. And so when you come in with that mentality and I can see people with that mentality, that's so motivating for me as a director to be like, okay, I want you to be part of my team because I know that you're not just here to get a class or to say, hey, I'm an instructor, I'm a sub all over the place, I sub at like 18 facilities. Like I I know that you are here for us and our team and our members and you want to like plant roots and and have a name with us. Does that make sense? So that's something that you should be aware of too. It's not a really awesome thing to just get hired as on as a sub all over the place if you're not actually going to show up for the team. Find one or two facilities that you're excited about, you're passionate about, you know the people there, you know the instructors there, and be part of the team. And that means showing up, right? So going back, um, change language, be super, super aware of the way you're speaking. When you are speaking, especially in those first points of contact, they make a difference. And that difference could be whether you get an audition or whether you have to wait several years to ever be responded to, right? Okay. I want to now shift a little bit and share with you the specific things that I look for when I hire instructors. Know that this is not like a code that that like coordinators and directors all like draw from. This is just me and my experience. I know that in my time teaching, I was I loved my bosses that had high expectations. I loved my my bosses that were great communicators. And I loved my bosses that were driven and would push me beyond what I thought my limits and capacities were. And so I really, really tried to learn from all the people that I grew up working for. I learned from the bosses that I didn't resonate from with or the ones that were frustrating. And I tried to figure out what can I do better. And so when I'm hiring, I've taken all this all these experiences and kind of lumped it into this hiring process and it has been tremendously successful at our facility and so if you are a fitness director or a coordinator or you're aspiring to be one this is something that maybe you can consider but just know that this isn't everybody this is all coming from me and with the support of my superiors so the first thing like I mentioned before I look for is do you have two or more fitness certifications, national accredited certifications? They have to do with fitness. I've come in, I've had people that were like, oh, I mean, I took a babysitting certification when I was like 14. I'm like, so wonderful. When we need like babysitters, (laughs) babysitters class, I'll definitely call you. We want 
not like no shade on babysitters. That's it's great work. Definitely important. But when it comes to fitness, you need to be certified in fitness. You know what I mean? So things I look for, the first thing, like I said, is two or more certifications. This immediately starts to separate instructors. Um, it kind of sifts, sifts? I don't know if that's the right word. But it sh- it kind of helps me see who's a serious instructor. It's always hard because I know like I started with Zumba and I just taught Zumba for maybe three or four years before ever getting a next certification. But I came into Zumba before the big boom of Zumba instructors. And and even then it was kind of hard to get hired at, like I said, like it took me two years to be seen by that big gym with the one certification. But once I started to get other certifications, I other certifications, sorry, I got more opportunities. And so that is something that I look for in instructors. They have to have at least two or more certifications. And just know this, if you have a really trendy certification, like for me, I got in before the Zumba boom, the Zoom boom, if you will. <laughs> but there are a lot of really trendy um, formats right now, like right now, today, high fitness here in Utah is really big. Um, and so say you're a high fitness instructor, know that you are walking into a really, 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 really competitive space. If you do not have anything outside of high fitness, it's going to be really hard to get a job. Um, and that's just the truth because there's so many. It's so popular. And so you need to have something that helps you stand out. And it also helps like show that you are not just like a one trick pony. Like you have your multifaceted. You can be used in all sorts of areas in the facility and again, contribute to the team. Um That's really one of the biggest reasons that I require two or more certifications before applying is because I need to have people that can like help in more than one format. Um, I have a couple of instructors that I hired on with more or with less, with just one format, and they know that they have less than a year. They have like about between six months, six to eight months to get their next certification. Um, They have like they have expectations is the bottom line. So what are you doing right now? How many certifications do you have? Do you have to blow all your money and get a million certifications? No. But should you get something that's complimentary, something extra? Absolutely. Even like a national certification like AFA or ACE, the group certifications, those are something. Like those are, those are so really important and they still show your facility managers that like you're willing to grow and learn and that you're willing to do more than just the one thing. Very helpful. So do that. Also, CPR doesn't count as a fitness certification, but also important. Definitely get that, especially now where a lot of them are virtual. And that's what I was going to say too. All certifications right now, it's phenomenal. Everything is virtual. You can do it from your house. This is like the best time to get certifications right now where you can do them. They're so available. I know that like some of the brands that I love have like, it's like they come to Utah like once every two or three years, (laughs) like never. And so the fact that we can do virtual like certifications right now, I think through the pandemic, I've done about six just because I've always wanted to do them and they've never been available. And so I've been super excited to have them in the comfort of my own home where I can get all the snacky snacks I want and then nap during lunchtime in the comfort of my own bed. Like it's phenomenal. But then also everything's available. So definitely if you're considering getting certifications now, do it now. Invest your money. And we're going to go into that again in a minute here. 
So two or more certifications, at least for my facility, just know that that's going to go across the board and it's going to help you, especially for bigger box gyms. So there's that. If they have a resume, awesome. Have an updated resume. Do not put like fancy decals or lightning bolts or Zumba symbols or a photo. Like this is not an audition and resumes still matter. If you don't know what a professional resume looks like, you can check it out on Pinterest um, or we can even talk about it in a different episode. But definitely look into what makes a really professional resume. It doesn't have to be colorful or bright. It just needs to be professional and clear with all your current information and certifications on it. So say that you pass that first initial contact, everything is well, let's get to the audition. This is a huge deal. Get curious if your gym does not ask you to do an audition. Um, just because, I don't know, if, if you get curious and they don't, tell me why. I'm curious. <laughs> but my gym and most gyms that you're going to apply for, they always hold an audition. And here's what I look for in the auditions. Three things. Are you ready? It's like crazy because a lot of them like say it's a high fitness or Zumba um, audition. I ask them to prepare two songs, different genres, or if it's like, I'm going to just use high fitness because it is really hot and happening right now. I'll ask for a, ca- a cardio and a toner. And Zumba, I just ask for like different different genres, right? And then depending on the other um, formats, like I'll just ask for something else. Like show me like 10 minutes of a spin class. Yeah, not much. But in those few minutes, like eight to 10 minutes of you being in front of the class, I'm looking for the following. The very first one is connection. Connection is everything in group fitness. In group fitness, like you don't have time to chat with everybody, with every single student that walks in those doors. You'll have a lot of students, like once you're more established, you're going to see like you haven't, you'll have students that come for years that you have no idea what their name is because they, they come late, they leave early, but they always, always come. Um, so it's like, you'll have that student or you'll have those people that are newcomers that you'll see once and you'll never see them again, which we don't want. Connection is the key to retention. Remember that connection is the key to retention. So when I am auditioning um, instructors, like I'll always have my instructors introduce me like, hey, we're gonna have an audition, like be so hyped, so nice, oh, so fun. Um, And then once their music comes on, I immediately go eyes to the front. I'm seeing if they're looking at the people, looking directly into their eyes, making eye contact, making it a fun party, but then my eyes almost immediately go to the back. I look at the back of the room. I stand at the back of the room during auditions and I am watching the people in the back. Can they see you? Are your movements big enough and clear enough that they are following and feeling successful? Yeah, that's a big one. Especially in like, again, we'll just use high as an, as an example. For those of you who haven't heard of high fitness, you can Google it. Super cute. Um, fun, fun class. But for those who like know, at least here in Utah, high fitness is pretty popular. Everyone knows the choreography, except for the people in the back. So if those people in the back can't see you, if those people in the back have never been there before, and it's like all of a sudden people are like dropping into burpees and they're just like kind of standing there being like, what? What's happening? That's an immediate tell for me that they don't feel seen and they don't feel successful. And at the end of the day, that always comes back to the instructor every single time. 
um, make sure you're taking responsibility for that because that is our responsibility as instructors to provide safe, successful workouts for our people. And so that's something I'm watching for. In those eight to 10 minutes, your job as the instructor, especially in an audition, is to have eyes out to everyone. Help everyone feel seen, appreciated, and loved, and like they're crushing it. Um, And if they're not crushing it, you can make eye contact with them and give them the cues that they need so that they can feel successful. That is so huge. And I see it immediately in those auditions. If people are like kind of all over the place in the back, if they look confused or if they're stumbling, I can already tell that there's a disconnect. So what can you do? Start practicing really, really big arms, really big cues, cueing four to, four to eight counts between, before any, any change and learning whether you have a verbal format or nonverbal format, how to communicate changes in a way that's not like clapping or a whistle. We have to remember that our people aren't, um, our members aren't animals. We don't clap or whisper or like whistle at them to make a change. We have to have bigger cues than that. We have to have better cues than that. So take a minute, record yourself teaching. Don't look in the mirror. I want you to record yourself and see if you could follow yourself. See if your arms are like big and tall and if you can see things. Listen to the way you're speaking, if it's clear and concise, short-worded, and if it's, it's followable. Cool? That's going to help you for these auditions just to see, like make sure that you're preparing with your best. The next thing... Um, This isn't necessarily in the audition, but I can see it definitely and I look for it in the process of hiring is, is this instructor investing in their education? Like I just said, like this is a prime time to be investing in your education. But are you somebody that says, no, I'm only passionate about this one format and I'll never go and go beyond that. Like, thank you so much for your time, but this is my thing. Or are you that instructor that's like constantly looking to do more, be more, bring more to their classes? I have one instructor that she's amazing. She's only been teaching group fitness for two years, but in that two years, she has jumped in both feet in her education. She is an amazing instructor. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't even know that she's been teaching for less as much time as she has, like the two years. Like when I first met her, she seemed like the most well seasoned definitely like same like maybe 10 or more years in the fitness industry kind of experience but no she just jumped into investing in her education she seeks out trainings um even before the pandemic and she is constantly practicing and perfecting her craft she is constantly recording herself teaching doing virtual classes but then also learning from that like what can i do to be a better to cue that better okay what can i do to have better options more creative doable options Like, she is just amazing. Shout out, Fiona, if you're listening. That's for you. (laughs) You're an amazing instructor. But those are the instructors that will honestly bring the most to a team. But then also, at least for me, I'm like, okay, you're clearly invested in knowing the most current science and the current studies for, so you're always going to bring super safe, successful workouts to the people that you're teaching. And that is always just a confidence booster as a manager. But then also it's like really admirable just in a person. Like be somebody that is constantly learning. Fitness changes so freaking fast. And so you want to be on top of that science. You want to be on top of the learning. 
and be certifying for different trainings like that do different things. So like you have a dance fitness, maybe you have a strength fitness, maybe you have um, a spin fitness, whatever it may be, do something different every single time. Do as much as you can to be like a sponge and just soak up as much education as you can and look forward to it. Don't do it because you like have to or because it's just like you're like, I'm just going to throw a bunch of money and see what happens. No, do it intentionally and and get to this place where education matters, right? And then the last one I want to share with you is are they coachable? It's going to be really, really hard to be to find a job if you are an instructor that knows everything. And let's be honest, we don't want to know everything. No, I don't. <laughs> I have found the most success in work and jobs and in being hired and in getting jobs or hiring others when I can see that someone is coachable. Again, are they a team player? Can I feel that? And then also, are they willing to learn? I have another amazing instructor that... You know, she only had one certification, but I saw a lot of potential in her. And this is a huge opportunity, like as a manager, like when I get to actually encourage and push, just like my bosses encouraged me and pushed me and helped me become the instructor that I am. I try to do that and and help instructors reach their potential and go go beyond their potential. But I had this instructor and she loved her format. And I was like, you are so good. You just need a little bit more experience. Why don't you try teaching this? Or why don't you try looking into this opportunity? And guess what? (laughs) Not only did she look into, but she also took those certifications and she didn't stop there. She started to take every single opportunity that she could to sub, be a student, and get into the classes as frequently as possible. And she has just soaked up everything like a sponge. It's been incredible to watch her develop and progress in like the short few months that she's been working for me, but because she took the initiative just on herself being like, you know what, you're right. I'm going to go in and do my best and learn as much as I can. And her skill has grown tremendously. And even for me, like I was, I had my own um, dance studio that I rented when I first started teaching Zumba and you know, like I was the only one that taught Zumba there and my classes were good. But it wasn't until I started going to the best instructor's classes and learning what I could from them, being like, oh my gosh, they're so good at this. How can I do that? How can I apply it and customize that to myself? How can I start doing these skills that make them so awesome and applying them for me? And as soon as I started doing that, not only did I feel like I was getting way better as an instructor, but it started to show in my class numbers. I went from averaging 13 people every time to averaging 60 to 70 people in a class. And that was just like regular nights, like Tuesday nights, massive classes because of that growth and that forced time to like learn, be coachable and take on as much as I could. So long story long, this is a nice lengthy episode with a whole lot of information. I know it feels like you're drinking through a fire hose right now with just so many words. But I want to let you know that like once you get that certification, that's not the end all. That certification is just like cracking the door open. And it's up to you to have the initiative to kick down that door by creating opportunities for yourself. Be mindful of the language that you're using in your first introductions. 
Be mindful and intentional with your learning and education and do what you can to show yourself as a team player, not like fake, but like be honest, working your hardest to be a team player, to be authentic, to be hardworking, and to show that you are willing to put in work and grow and be your best. This is so much and sometimes it takes it takes a long time to get here, but you know, start today. What can you do to start today? Ask your friends to watch you teach and tell them to be honest. What can I, give me your feedback. Don't be mean. Just give me feedback on how I can improve and then do it. Cool? Only you can build yourself and only you and your building (laughs) can build your classes and build your opportunities to teach. So if you have any questions, don't ever hesitate to reach out. Hopefully this will give you the courage and hopefully some prior knowledge on how to apply. So let me know what you learned in the comments. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe and share this episode. Um, your comments mean everything to helping this, this podcast grow. So I already appreciate your listening. I hope you gain some value and I will see you next time.